and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends. Which is us. Today we're talking about... Brexit. Hurricane Dorian. And upcoming Democratic debates. Let's get into it. Betches Media presents... I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. <laughs> Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! Hi, Brian. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you, Elise? Um, I'm really good. um, You just got engaged. (laughs) I did. Big announcement. I'm engaged. (laughs) That is the whole... That's all we're talking about today. Yeah, we're going (laughs) to... This podcast is going to now be a crossover with the Mm -hmm. Betches Brides podcast. Yeah, we're just going to talk about our achievements. I just... Like 30 seconds ago Got approved for a new apartment Wow um, Are we so, adults? I, it sounds like <laughs> it That's what's happening I Are know grown? Wow um, Elise So can you Before we get into what's Getting us through yes. News wise What is getting you through This week personally Okay What's getting me through This week personally Is that I am engaged <laughs> It was very lovely mm-hmm. uh my fiance mm. i have to get like used to saying yeah fiance my fiance danny took us to central park which is where we had gone on our second date and we had gone on those little rowboats because mm-hmm. we're cute oh my god and it, uh, so on the date we had rowed over to this like secluded area and he was like because we were like gonna kiss or whatever and he was like <laughs> telling me about his life and he was telling me this very sweet story and over his shoulder in the background, I could see um, a man getting head. <laughs> and I had, to, I had to be like, I'm so sorry. This is a really great story, but we have to row away. Because Was it a man on man or a woman I don't man? know because I could only see the receiver. I could not actually see like the face of the other person. Okay. I'm, my, my bet it was two men. I think that that... Is likely. (laughs) But anyway, sorry, continue. (laughs) But I can't say for sure. So then I made him like row really fast away. So we went back to Central Park and I knew that he was going to do it. Because otherwise, I, he would have been like, let's go to Central Park. And I would have been like, no, that's far. <laughs> yeah. So, like, on the way to Central Park, you knew that it was yeah, happening. Yeah, we, we had planned that this was going to happen soon. Was he also acting weird, strange? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he was like, can you keep your my keys? And like, he didn't want to have anything else in his pockets. And I was like, it's okay. Whatever. <laughs> so, we went there. And he was walking me to, like a secluded area where he was going to propose and he kind of faked me out. Like he walked me by the area where he had seen that guy. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I thought that he was going to do it there. And I was like, Oh my God, but he didn't do it there. He did it in another area and it was very sweet. And then we walked over to the bridge and he surprised me and our friends were there. Nice. And then they took pictures of us and there was like, I don't know, in central park, there are like guys on hoverboards with like large snakes and you uh-huh. can take pictures with, um, their snakes. So we took a lot of photos with the snake. <laughs> And I think we're going to use them for our save the date. That's so fun. Yeah, it was yeah. great. We're excited. That's so exciting. I don't know when we're going to get married yet. We have to like look at venues and then try oh to God. figure it out based off that. But soon. That's going to be your life now. I know. That's what I was thinking was like, like as soon as it happened, then like immediately all this other stuff happened. Like now my parents are planning to go to Wisconsin to meet his family for Thanksgiving. And we're uh-huh. planning that. And my mom's like, well, I have to come to New York and we have to look at venues. And I'm like, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Like now I have to plan a wedding. Oh my God. So you'll think you'll stay local to here? Yes, I think we're gonna do it in Brooklyn. Cool, cool. Um and the Betches Brides account, if you guys aren't following it, it is very helpful. They put yeah. they put good information on that account. Mm-hmm. I've already been using it. Mm-hmm. So 
I actually just tweeted something. To, oh, and also what's funny is we made that video of yes. uh, uh, it's me picking my bridesmaids and it's starring Elise and she was not yet engaged. I was not yet engaged. I had to borrow the engagement ring of someone uh-huh. in the office and now, yeah. now I am engaged. And now that will be real life. Yeah. It'll mm-hmm. be it'll be true. Though I do kind of have like a good idea of who my bridesmaids <laughs> are going to be. So we're keeping it pretty chill. Yeah. Okay. Outside of all of our very exciting personal news. Oh, wait, Brian, tell us your exact new address. <laughs> <laughs> tell us exactly where you're living. Now. Okay, yes. Um, it is beep. Uh, oh, something happened. I don't know. Wow. Um, the Russians. <laughs> Brian, mm-hmm. what is getting you through this week in Trump's America? Well, it's just all about Taylor Swift, really. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, not only did she just release a new album, mm-hmm. but she's like, being a strong proponent for equality, yeah. which I'm loving. I liked her speech at the VMAs. Yes. Her little sassy. Yes. When is the Equality Act moment yes. coming? It's like beautiful like that. Okay. Tangent. She is damned if she do, damned if she don't. Yeah. And I'm, I'm glad that she's being damned if she do. Yes. Like she's like, fuck it. People are going to criticize me no matter what I do. So I'm going to be political. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And people who were like shitting on her for it, like get a get a life. I know because I used to be like, why hasn't Taylor Swift said anything politically? Uh-huh. And now it's like, I don't know. I told you that I kind of thought the you need to calm down video was like corny or whatever. Yeah. Like it wasn't my favorite video ever. But I'm like, that doesn't mean well, you don't like the message. Yeah, I'm like, I can't. I can't be one of these people who's going to shit on her for not using her platform. And then when she uses her platform, be like, oh, like lame, like you're you suck. Like you're yeah. doing this just for to sell records, whatever. I'm like, yeah, I agree with you. I'm better. I'm glad that she's damned if you do. She her loyal. Her fans are so loyal. They're, they're going to do whatever she wants. Yeah. So we need that ar- army of Swift fans to yes. vote in 2020. OK, but anyways, so the VMAs were on Monday and Taylor received um an award for one of her vi- for the new need to come down video, which at the end of it had a slide that would send you to um, sign a petition to pass the equality act. So the equality act is passed in the house of representatives passes uh, passed this last May and it would amend the civil rights act to prohibit discrimination on the basis of the sex, sexual orientation, gender identity, or pregnancy, childbirth, or a related medical condition of an individual, as well as because of sex-based stereotypes. So, like, during her acceptance speech, she's like, it's gotten 500,000 signatures, which is five times the amount it needs for a response from the White House. Um, and then she, like, tapped her wrist, was like, come on, yeah, the fuck she was up. like, I'm waiting, yeah. bitch. Um, the bill was passed to the Senate in May, and it has been failed to have a vote on it. Um, oh, okay. So it went to the Senate, but Mitch McConnell isn't letting people yeah. vote on it, I assume. Okay. Um, cool. So that's just so, what happens to every piece of legislation. Now. Yeah. So I guess conservatives um, were a little pissed off by this. Like, mm-hmm. they don't like that she's an advocate. Um, so Fox News asked Kellyanne Conway, one of the worst people in the world. I know. Um, to comment on said advocacy. And here's what she said. And so I actually like the new Taylor Swift song that is called You Need to Calm Down. I can sing it for you, you know, where she says, uh, if you if you say it on the street, that's a knockout. If you put it in a tweet, that's a cop out. I love that. That's like that basically is Washington. Um, But she's walking her opinion. I think that when Hollywood and singers and all go political, it sounds in the moment like it's very popular. And we've seen so many times where it backfires and it blows up. Uh, but she's also somebody who went up against President Trump head to head in the 
United States Senate race in Tennessee and lost yeah, she did. handily. Marsha Blackburn's our United States Senator That's from true. Tennessee. But can can now. you give her one answer for why the why doesn't the White House support the equality? Act? The, pre the, the president and the White House support equality. We don't support pieces of legislation Ooh. that have poison pills in it that can harm no, that's um, not other people. Accurate. But no. also, what's so frustrating about her commenting about celebrities becoming too political? Donald Trump is a fucking celebrity, right? It's like, well, we see how it backfires when celebrities try to get political. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, it seems like the host of The Apprentice is the current president of the United Shut States. Shut the so fuck what up. What are you talking about? Um, also, in that same interview, they start trying to ask her, like, well, what are the poison pills that are in the in the Equality Act, and she just can't answer. Yeah. Well, so they worry people could be fired for refusing to use people's preferred pronouns. It could penalize parents for not letting their children transition. They fearmonger that it would dissolve sex-specific activities like sports and get rid of religious exemptions for bigoted employees and businesses who want to discriminate against LGBTQ folks. Here's the deal. It is, you know, everyone just wants to be treated equal. But like, for example, say you are a lesbian couple with a child who is being, you bring your child to the doctor because they're sick and the doctor can say, I will not treat your child because of your lesbian parents. Yeah. That is today. And that is like in most states. And that's why we need a federal law saying you can't do shit like that. Exactly. That's like it's it's more than just these things of like, oh, this person doesn't have to bake a cake yes. for gay people, which is fucking stupid Yeah, <laughs> in and of itself. But it really the big concerns are these like doctors and all this stuff. And the Trump administration has ad, ad, like actively advocated for these religious exemptions, mm -hmm. quote unquote, in the medical field, yeah. which means like if a trans person is trying to get medical services that would require the doctor to affirm their gender identity, maybe that doctor isn't going to work with them or yeah. like there, there's just a million things. And there's like examples of that happening. Like people have died especially trans women have died because they would not, they sought treatment and they weren't properly like treated. Yeah. And it's, it's an, a thing that is happening. And so it's like, fuck, it has to happen. And she can't, they, like you said, they can't name the reasons why they won't pass it. They just know that their evangelical base that for whatever reason loves Trump will not like them passing this. Yeah. That's really what it comes down that's to. That's really, that's all that it is. Like they just, They'll say like, oh, we 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 don't want to like discriminate against these people. But it's like, no, you actually do. Yeah, you do. Like that's actually and you and Trump sees these like wedge issues as mm -hmm. his path to the presidency. Yes. He sees beating up on trans people as a path to the presidency. He sees taking on minorities in any form as his path to the presidency. It's all about and his thing. You see it, especially like it's happening on multiple levels in the military. It's like, you know, it's a trans military ban. It's like, it's dictating where, you know, trans people can be. Yeah. They're saying they can't be in these spaces, but also now that they're and also what's happening in the military, which were, isn't in the outline, but whatever is they're saying that they want to rescind like automatic birthright citizenship for any U.S. military member serving overseas. Which is so crazy to me because I feel like that, it, like why would targeting the troops be helpful to him? Well, like we said, yeah. like we, we were like, why would they do this? And then someone was like, I wonder what the demographic makeup is of the U.S. military. And half of the, basically half are minorities. So it's like, yeah, we don't want. And I know that there have been things where like undocumented immigrants 
have joined the military mm-hmm. or people with like immigrant families back home have joined the military and they've been like rolling back protections for those mm-hmm. people. So it might be like, I don't know, part of their like, yeah. they're like anchor baby, yeah. whatever bullshit. Well, and they're also deporting sick children, people right. like who are here on like medical legal. Anyways. Yeah. Okay. At <laughs> least <laughs> um. what's getting you through this week in Trump's America? Okay. What's getting me through this week in Trump's America is I read an article in the Washington Post that just it's my favorite type of article, which is about like petty grievances between like extremely rich mm-hmm. people. Like, you know, when articles come out where it's like this preschool has been like embroiled in drama. Like, I love <laughs> that shit. So there was one. The title of the article was something like no excessive barking like (laughs) the politics of a Washington dog park divides the rich and powerful and as soon as I saw it I was like sign me up (laughs) I need to know everything about this so it was the article is about a wealthy neighborhood in Chevy Chase Maryland side note Chevy Chase is a place and not just a person no it is also a place is that his real name yep I, I don't know I don't know what the relationship to Chevy Chase Maryland and Chevy Chase the person is, but there is a place called Chevy Chase Maryland and a lot of really rich people, DC people, live there. Wild. So this wealthy neighborhood, they spent a hundred thousand dollars to make a luxury dog park. <laughs> But now the residents who live near the luxury dog park are upset and they've started calling the police because the dogs are barking because they are dogs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In particular, they call out two dogs in the article. One of them is a five month old golden retriever named Chubbs who will not shut the fuck up. And another one is a poodle that remained nameless. Aww, they're trying to protect his identity. <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're not going to shame this poodle. Chubbs, who's a baby, they're going to shame. <laughs> but the poodle has its identity protected. It's a great name. It, it, it it's is. Hilarious. It's actually really cute to yeah. name your dog Chubbs. So at the center of this is this woman named Alyssa Leonard. So she's the chair of the village board. And she also happens to be the wife of Fed chairman Jerome Powell. Wow. So this involves D.C. elites. It involves everyone. So basically. I hate the way she spells her name, by the way. Alyssa. E-L-I-S-S-A. Sorry. Alyssa, she's just. She can do whatever she wants. You know what? She's trying. She's trying to bring this community together. But the community is divided between people who don't want these dogs to be barking and now there are all these signs that say no excessive barking and they're also there's also this like weird insider outsider thing where people are claiming that actually the loudest dogs are from people outside the neighborhood so they're like they're like well i see cars with dc plates coming in here and bringing their loud dogs into the neighborhood <laughs> uh, <laughs> so now jerome powell's wife is being bombarded with complaints uh and she doesn't know what to do um <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a very funny statistic. So now uh, she had the board pay $1,300 for a woman with a graduate degree in epidemiology to spend weeks studying the behaviors of dogs oh my God. <laughs> so that they could figure out how to get these dogs to stop barking. And everyone in this neighborhood are like extremely accomplished and smart, rich people. And it just got really, es- it's escalated very quickly. And I-, I thought the article was just a delight and it's in the Washington Post and everybody should really read it. Wow. What <laughs> a problem to have. I know. I, it really does. I love these articles because it makes me think like, damn, if I was rich, I could have like the pettiest. I know. 
issues mm-hmm. in my life. Like instead of worrying about all the shit that I worry about on a day to day basis, I could be like, well, I'm rich. When climate change happens, I'm going to buy a spaceship and go into space so I don't have to worry about that. So I think I'm going to like try to teach dogs not to bark. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to try to force dogs to not bark or like get mad at a preschool. Like it's I love it. Yeah. I love the problems of rich people. It's great. Should we get into the the news of the week? Yes, let's do it. Great. Um, we've got a Brexit update. Yes, yes. I'm, I'm going to lead us. I'm going to dust off my international yeah. relations degree. Elise was very excited to talk about this. I did a lot of research. I listened to. I, I'll tell you guys exactly where all my research mm-hmm. comes from. It comes from the New York Times. Mm-hmm. It comes from the BBC. Mm-hmm. It comes from NPR. And it comes from talking to exactly one British person. <laughs> <laughs> I have one British friend. I text him whenever anything happens and I'm like, explain to me what's going on. Mm -hmm. And then he tells me what's going on. And I ask him how, well, first thing I asked him was how big of a chance does he think it is that Brexit, that a no deal Brexit is going to happen. And he says he is 70% that he thinks a no deal Brexit is going to happen, but that there are a lot of moving parts and a lot of other things could happen that would prevent that. Yeah. So let's get into it. Uh, British news. It's British news. (laughs) (laughs) That was beautiful. (laughs) Okay. So this week, new British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, British Trump, Mm -hmm. requested a prorogation of Parliament. And it has caused a big stir. So So what is a prorogation? The prorogation of Parliament is basically it is the process of dissolving one session of Parliament to make way for another. And this this is a normal thing that happens when they're transitioning from one government to another. So usually it would happen around an annual election. But like because Theresa May stepped down and all that stuff, it's happening now. Mm -hmm. Um, And basically what happens is as I understand it, they you have to go to the Queen and you request what's basically a suspension of Parliament. Queen, the Queen has to approve this because my initial first thought when I was seeing it was I was like, well, maybe the Queen will just like say no. But the Queen can't really say yeah. no if she did. That would be her. Get, that would be considered her getting involved in politics, and it would be which, I, which she tries, which she doesn't do. Basically, yeah, the queen's like not supposed to do that because that was my initial thought. Was I was like, well, Liz, like, why did you approve this? And it's like she she has to approve it, and if she didn't, it was kind of a like constitutional crisis. If you do constitutional crisis, if you don't, even yeah. though the UK doesn't really have a constitution, they just have a lot of laws that make up what they consider to be their constitution. Okay. But she had to do it. So that's question number one out of the way. The queen like had to do this. So he requested this prorogation of parliament. But the reason why it's a big deal and the reason why it's abnormal is one, he's requested a very long prorogation of parliament. So it, Since 2010, the average prorogation has been, I don't, and I don't know if I'm saying that right, and it feels like insane in my mouth every time I say it. It's a crazy looking Prorogation. The suspension of parliament has typically been around eight days long. In the last 40 years, parliament has never been prorogued for longer (laughs) than three weeks. Um, But he asked for and got approved for a prorogation that could last up to 34 days. Wow. So it's really long. And the big deal about this is that these 34 days are actually crucial because now Parliament is going to be suspended for five of the nine weeks leading up to Brexit, which has to happen on October 31st. Ooh, spooky. Yes. Very, very Halloween. (laughs) Ooh, what's going to happen? Wow. You can make so many great costumes out of that. (laughs) 
<laughs> How many people are going to be Brexit yeah, for Halloween? That's a great idea. Um, mm, don't no one take it. Uh, <laughs> so basically, so, so it's weird. Basically, they're in between sessions right now. This session of Parliament is going to come back on the third for like a couple of days. But any Brexit legislation that would be proposed during that time doesn't count for the next session then it's going to close down for this 34 days then they're going to come back and there's going to be about two weeks of time for them to debate and try to come up with a plan for brexit as we know parliament has rejected all of the plans Mm -hmm. thus far they do not like the eu's plan Mm -hmm. uh there's an eu summit i think that starts on october 17th so it's like the prorogation is going to start on September 12th. They don't come back till October 14th. The 17th is the EU summit. The 34th is them leaving the EU. 31st, yeah. The 31st. So the 34th is not a date. <laughs> the 31st is when they leave the EU. So basically, yeah. uh, Jeremy Corbyn, who's the labor leader and all the people, the opposition people are freaking out. They're calling this like a low-level coup. They're basically saying like he's using this thing that's not supposed to be used this way to stifle the debate, to make it more likely that a no deal Brexit is going mm-hmm. to happen. Johnson says that it's it's all fine. And oh, the other thing that I forgot to mention is that they, at the end of the prorogation, they have a queen's speech, which Ooh. is when the current government writes a little speech and then the queen gives the speech and it's all like it's it's not a state of the union, but it's like a like a letter of intent about okay. what the new government's going to do. So they write a speech for the queen. The queen gives the speech. And that's what's supposed to happen during the prorogation. So you, normally it's like four days. They're like, we were working on the speech. Here's the queen's speech, yeah. whatever. But now, I mean, this speech had better be fire because yeah. they've, <laughs> they've got five yeah. weeks to write the speech. Anyway, so it's interesting. It... Um, some people, I was actually hearing when, when I was listening to NPR, there are some people in the EU who thinks that this is actually a move to make it less likely that there's a no deal Brexit because uh-huh. there's less time to negotiate. To, yeah, for a deal to be screwed up. But people on the other side are like, no, what this means is that like Brexit, like a no deal Brexit is more likely to happen. So there's kind of a debate on either way about yeah. what's going to happen. And of course, a no deal Brexit would be a disaster. Which, and it's also not what the people voted for. No. Because they voted for a, bre- a Brexit with a deal. Yes. And even though it was like in a very small margin of difference. Yes. They, but like the British people do not want a no deal Brexit. And there was so much, I mean, you got to watch that uh, Benedict Cumberbatch movie about how Brexit happened. But there was a lot of misinformation that led to people voting for Brexit in the first place. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these politicians made it seem like a deal was an easy thing that was going to happen. And now, slowly but surely, we're realizing it's not. Um, So a no deal Brexit would... All economists agree probably lead to a recession in Mm -hmm. the British economy, which if when a major country goes into a recession that affects the entire world, uh, it could lead to food and medicine shortages in England. And it also could reinstate a hard border in Northern Ireland, which is a really big problem, big, big issue, because right now people in Northern and Southern Ireland, they can go over the border. They can Mm -hmm. flow freely. A lot of like, the milk in Ireland comes from Northern Ireland and goes to Southern Ireland. If they put a hard border there, it's, it's a huge problem. And back in the day when they were having the troubles or whatever, as they were calling them, the sort of like Irish civil war conflict, whatever we want to call it, the troubles, 
that's what they call the it. Hard, yeah. The hard border was a really big, like it was a really big sticking point and it caused a lot of problems. And when they got rid of the hard border, it was kind of this sign of like peace and mm-hmm. new dealing. I think they got rid of the hard border in like the early nineties, maybe 94, but I'm not exactly sure. So Brexit is going crazy right yeah. now, basically. And it's just wild that like between Trump and Boris Johnson and Bolsonaro mm. in uh, Brazil, just like three dudes and Putin. I'll put Putin in there. Mm-hmm. Just like three, four dudes can just fuck all of us. Yeah. I bet you they all have the tiniest penises. Oh, yeah. Bolsonaro for sure. Did you see he like insulted Macron's wife just for like they like offered uh, at the G7. They offered 22 million to help the Amazon, Mm -hmm. which isn't a lot when you're actually talking about like the largest like the seven largest economies in the world. Like like Leonardo DiCaprio. He pledged five million himself. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, can we do? Like, can we do like oh, like twenty he, billion? Yeah. I'm like, I feel like if Leo is putting in five million, the seven largest economies in the world should probably do more than twenty million. But anyway, Bolsonaro like rejected it because he's being a dick, mm-hmm. and he was like, and by the way, Macron's wife is old, and it's just like, <laughs> what is what is going on? Uh, Bolsonaro <sighs> also stole his election. Yeah, well, he's he's a bad man. Um, speaking of the Amazon and the climate mm-hmm. and the impending doom, yeah, <laughs> we've got a hurricane coming. Yeah, Florida or fiction? There's a hurricane coming <laughs> towards Florida. It's true. It's fiction. <laughs> oh wait, no, it's Florida. <laughs> Fuck, I fucked up our own game. God damn no, it. No, that one's true. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff happening um, on top of this. So Hurricane Dorian, uh, it's picked up enough steam to become a Category 4 hurricane, likely to hit Florida on Monday. Oh, wow. Um, Sammy's actually in Florida right now. I wonder oh. he's visiting her mom, so hopefully she gets back <laughs> Okay. before then. It largely avoided Puerto Rico, which is great because they are probably they are still recovering from Hurricane yeah. Maria. Um, hit the U.S. Virgin Islands yesterday with lots of wind and rain. But, you know, while this is all happening, you know, it's hurricane season. We're going to get hurricanes. Climate change, the climate's getting worse. We're going to have more hurricanes. They're going to be stronger. Um, the Department of Homeland Security said it will transfer $271 million, uh, from FEMA to fund border operations, a.k.a. The, the border wall. Yeah. So oh. Just yeah. got, like, what? Yeah. I know. I just, just as it's like, like there's, oh God, you can't even like, what is the justification for this? Anyways, I just keep forgetting that the border wall is a thing, even though we're, we are in a national emergency. I know, technically. I'm always like, I'm always like, I always think the border wall is dead. And then someone else, Ted Cruz is like, we're going to use El Chapo's money to build the border wall. And it's like, we're going to use the FEMA money to build the border wall. And I'm like, God damn it. Like Mexico was supposed to pay for the wall. There never should have been a wall in the first place. Yeah, like there should be a wall. Um, but he didn't end there. He also announced that his administration would roll back regulations on methane, which is a greenhouse gas that accelerates climate change and is actually the second largest contributor to climate change next to carbon dioxide. So we're all... Yeah, I mean, this dying. is really bad. I it's really, really bad. And it just... It's... <laughs> Like they're, 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 like the one thing that you can't ever get back in this world is time. Or the earth. Or the earth. 
But I feel like the earth will come. It's we're the ones that are fucked. The oh, earth true. will figure her shit out. Yeah, she will. She will like cleanse from all this like and survive. We are the ones who are fucked. And like, you know, hopefully in 2020, mm-hmm. we elect a new president. Mm, right. Yes. But that president, no matter what they do, they are not going to be able to roll back this four years where we could have been working towards climate solutions, where we could have been changing our economy to be greener. We There's so much that could have been done in these past, in the four years that Trump has been in office that just will not, we're, mm-hmm. we're not going to get that time back. No. Um, it straight up probably should be the first thing that any Democratic elected president does. Yes. Just like executive order, boom. Do something. Yeah, like, <laughs> like we're just, doing. We're, we're putting all the regulations back. There's some. There's some. There's some like new reports coming out that saying it's like basically already too late to you know ever do anything except we can prolong the effects. Like we can like make it happen later, and in the meantime, come up with solutions because you know technology advances. Right, and like we need to be. We need to be looking at how we're going to live with climate change, too. Like, we need to be so forward thinking that it's like, okay, well, what do we do? Like, we need to be coming up with a really advanced plan for dealing Mm -hmm. with hurricanes, not transferring money from FEMA to build a vanity project for the president. We need, like, the best fucking scientists in the game coming up with, like, can we nuke the hurricane? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, we knew, that's a good idea, Elise. Yeah, we should um, tweet that at the yeah. present. I was watching AOC do this like Insta Live, um, and she was talking about how something that I never heard of or even thought about, which is probably just this serves no purpose other than to scare the shit out of all of us. There are disease scientists think that there are diseases in the ice in the north and like the polar ice caps. That we that have been frozen for thousands of years oh. that we are not yet prepared to deal with because we've oh never seen God. anything like this. And so what's happening is these possible diseases are melting into our ocean and getting get into our water supply. Oh. So I was like, oh my God. I like she said that and she's like, you know, it's really hard for me to like be positive. Anyways, and then she like moves on and I was like, wait, what? That <laughs> Is absolutely the most fucked up thing I've ever. I was like, "Holy shit!" I never even, (sighs) never even thought about that. I mean, yeah, because that's the thing is like we know about all these effects that we're predicting, but there's probably so yeah much we have no idea. Yeah, they're probably gonna be like, "Turns out the ice caps were full of ghosts," and we're just like, (laughs) "Oh no!" And like another ghosts, and we're just like, "Oh my god!" Like an ancient power is going to be released uh-huh. from this shit. Like anything could happen. Oh my God. We should write that movie. That's the the, the ice caps are full of ghosts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's like, oh no. no. Save the planet. Save the planet from the ghosts. <laughs> from the ghosts. Honestly, I would watch the shit out of that movie. Um, that movie sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Should we move on to one more thing? Yes. So the next round of democratic debates are a coming. And... Yep. The qualification process has ended and we are left with only 10. And then there were 10. Yes. Uh, so, okay. So here are some of the people who made it. Well, here's all the people who made it. <laughs> Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Julian Castro, Andrew Yang, Beto O'Rourke, and Amy Klobuchar. Great. Yeah. The debates will take place September 12th. This is exciting because, you know, 
there's only one. Yeah. It is kind of like annoying because not everyone's going to get a lot of time to speak because there's going to be so many people on the same stage. However, it is interesting because this is the first time Elizabeth Warren will be on stage with Joe Biden. Yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. We're going to get to see all the candidates on stage together, mm-hmm. which is what we wanted, yeah. you know, and it's like. I'm all for a competitive long primary. I think having the two two night debates is good, but it is time to get serious. And if you aren't able to meet, you know, 2% in like, it was like 2% in three polls and like such and such an individual donors. Like, yeah, you You don't get to take up. Marianne is fun. It was, it was fun, but you don't get to take up space anymore because this shit is serious. We just talked about how the ice caps are going to release diseases <laughs> into the water. We can't be having fun. We can't be hugging the ice caps. That's going to melt them faster, Marianne. <laughs> like, I don't need to see John Delaney do his stupid thing. I could not tell you who John Delaney is. Absolutely not. If he, if he was standing right next to me, I would be like, who's this white guy and why is he so close to me? Yeah, Like, exactly. I would just be like, who's like... Ugh. But so it's good. Um, Senator Kirsten Gillibrand withdrew from the race after it was announced that she hadn't qualified. Mm-hmm. I appreciate Kirsten's campaign. It was yeah. an unabashedly feminist campaign. Mm-hmm. She did it on women's issues. Her song was uh, by Lizzo. It was um, I do my hair. Uh, yeah. I forgot. Good, good as, as hell. hell. Um, that was fun. Yeah. You know, I liked that she did that. I think when you have so many other women in the race that maybe having that female centric campaign like packed less of a punch mm-hmm. because it's like, OK, well, obviously Elizabeth Warren is for these things, too. Yeah. But it's cool that she took up that mantle to say that. She- and I think it's cool that she fucking dropped out when and is leaving space for other people and was like, I'm going to endorse another candidate. I'm not sure who yet. Yeah. I think the most important thing is that we beat Donald Trump, whereas other candidates Mm-hmm. have not dropped out and are going on TV and whining and complaining. Yeah. Um. So, you know, Tulsi Gabbard, the congresswoman from Hawaii, uh, who did not qualify, she decided it would be, she decided the best way to appeal to the Democratic voters was to go on fucking Tucker Carlson yeah. and bitch about it. Um. If you can tell, I do not think that was a great idea. She criticized the DNC's lack of transparency in an interview. Um... Which doesn't make, like, you what can is, yeah. Google what, like, you can say whatever you want. Say maybe you think that the qualifications were wrong or too stringent or whatever, but don't pretend like there was a lack of transparency. I know what the qualifications are. That is propaganda are. bullshit. You can Google them. Like, like, did she not Google them? I knew what the fucking qualifications were. Yeah. I, she probably knew more than I did. So, yeah. yeah you I just did, didn't meet them. You just didn't meet them, girl. It's like when someone is, like... When someone says they don't want to play with you and they're like, oh, well, I never wanted to play with her anyways, even though you asked her to play first. Yeah. And it's like, listen, I, if you want to make a case that the qualifications, there's something wrong with them or they're not fair, whatever, I guess make that case. But don't pretend like something shady happened. Yeah. Nothing, like these yeah. qualifications have been announced for a long time. And if if you stay in the race, you still technically can qualify for the third debate, like mm-hmm. if you if, or for the October debate. So if she stays in and she gets the polls that she needed, she could end up back on the stage. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like if you don't make it to one of the debates, it's a pretty good sign that you are not going to win this election and that mm-hmm. you should probably back 
out and let the race continue. But technically, she could get back in. So it's like you can't pretend like the system isn't being fair to you. Yeah. Um, what are you hoping that they talk about in the debate? What do you what do you look hoping to see? Oh, that's a good question. I mean, we there's been a lot of talk about a climate debate. They ultimately decided not to have a climate debate, but I would like to see a lot more mm-hmm. discussion there. Yeah. And I think but I, I feel like what we probably will see and what I would like to see is some really serious in the weed stuff about everybody's health care plans. Yeah. Because there are a bunch of different plans up mm-hmm. there that have a lot of different options and i i i personally feel torn a lot of the time between being full like medicare for all on day one we get completely rid of the private health insurance industry which i ultimately think is what i want to have happen in this country or Mm -hmm. sort of the kamala heresy approach where it's like well we leave the private insurance industry as sort of a niche industry like if rich people want to buy private health insurance they can but every new baby is enrolled in this it should be like public and private school like if you want to enroll your children in private school all the power to you but everyone has this option of public school yeah i mean i see both sides where it's like like you know the private health insurance industry has caused so many problems and you know we can the government can provide better health insurance for everyone and then it creates less confusion ultimately but i also see the argument that it's like can we actually pass yeah i see both i see it as like a stepping stone to making it only public you know what i mean it's all it's it's, which is why i want to hear those arguments Mm -hmm. laid out on stage because i personally go back and forth so much and get persuaded one way or another all the time so i'd actually like to see elizabeth warren bernie sanders kamala harris joe biden like make their case for their plans so that i can make my decision about what plan i actually think is the best Mm -hmm. because i i am i am constantly torn between like being full full progressive idealist of like no get rid of it and we'll start a new healthcare system and then another person and and like scared pragmatist who's like yeah but can that pass and like if the goal is all to get everyone on health insurance doesn't this plan also do that so i get you know i want to see that debate play out so that i can make my decision yeah i want to see like obviously climate change i want them to talk about it in that we all come to an agreement that this is our most pressing issue that we need to just do something about as soon as possible and have everyone be like, okay, now you're on the record that you now have to say that climate change is a, the biggest fucking problem mm-hmm. facing humanity. Um, but also I would like to see, I want them to talk about like how they'll address the repression of minorities, mm-hmm. you know, people of color, gay people, the queer community, um, basically uh, because they have been, under attack for the past four yeah. years um, on all levels, you know, you're actually seeing a decline in support for LGBTQ people among millennials. Um, Which is so crazy to me. Yeah. And because it was getting very gay people. I keep saying gay people. I'm trying to say queer to so I make sure I encapsulate everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, we just had a, Spe- we just got um we just met with glad and oh, we had a media yes, yes, training yes. and so i'm trying to really put that into my head mm-hmm. which also fun fact i learned that only really applies to gay men is that heterosexual men make 11 percent more for the same job wow mm-hmm. which is interesting huh interesting yeah 
but yeah, so I want to see that. I want to see it because it's it's clearly something that's not going away and it's gotten worse. Yeah. You know, another thing that I'd really like to hear um, is just more more about their actual strategies for getting things passed because uh, Elizabeth Warren is one of the people who has said we need to get rid of the filibuster if we're going to pass anything because it's all good to say you have this health care plan. It's all good to say you have this stuff. But the way, the way that our Senate is now mm-hmm. and if Mitch McConnell is still the majority leader, which there's a large likelihood that he would be. Mm-hmm. How are you going to pass things? Yeah. Like, how are you actually going to get enact these laws because I don't think Joe Biden's like kumbaya will work together across the aisle is going to fucking cut it because they're not doing that. Yeah. So I want to hear more about like, okay, do you support getting rid of the filibuster? And if you don't, what are you, how are we going to do this? Like, how are we going to get these things put into action? Yeah. Another 2020 update is uh, the current Republican Senator from Georgia has dropped out or announced his retirement. Oh, yes, so yes, there yes. Will, there will be two seats up for grabs in, ne- Georgia? in Georgia in November. Oh, right, and Stacey Abrams says she doesn't want to do it. Yeah, but as we all know, she's going to be working to, mm-hmm. you know, fight this voter suppression. Yes. So because you know, people are being stripped from the, uh, the voting po- Ro- rolls. Yeah, the voter rolls. Um, while she was running for governor. And so I think that she will campaign super hard. And I think that if there is two strong... Dem candidates, they could definitely take yeah, over that would be Georgia. Awesome. That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, everybody, we need to keep our eyes on these Senate races, too. I mean, we've talked about it a bunch, but getting Mitch McConnell out of there, whether mm-hmm. it be by him losing his race in Kentucky, which is tough, but hey. You never know. You never know. So anything is possible. Through. Amy McGrath rules. Or by taking the Senate mm-hmm. so that he's no longer the majority leader, like that. If would you, almost yeah. potentially be as, if not potentially more impactful than if, getting Donald Trump. If out you of live in Kentucky or know people who live in Kentucky and they support Mitch McConnell, ask them what he has done for their state. Ever. Ever. And, yeah. And let us know what their response is. Would love that. Yeah. Um, All right. So quick note, there is no podcast on Monday because no. it is Labor, Labor Day. Day and we ain't working. Nope. Um, but make sure you subscribe to our newsletter and follow our Instagram page where we'll mm-hmm. be adding news updates throughout the long weekend. And as always, rate, review, and subscribe. Blah, blah, blah. Rate, review, and subscribe. <laughs> yep. Um, we are us. on Spotify. We are. So you can listen to us there. We've been pushing to it. Um, we love Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you can just add us right there with all your playlists. Mm-hmm. We all, Everybody loves Spotify. You can listen to Taylor Swift. And then us. And then us. Exactly. It's amazing. I know that I'm going to do that today. I am too. All mm-hmm. right. Let's do it, Brian. Uh, until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And this is the Betches Sup Podcast. Betches.